A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Did you ever score a goal for Spurs? Oh, come on, mate. Me neither. I was going to just say, did you? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not supposed so to. Than you. Well, not, yeah, well, no shit. well, no shit. Obviously, you... Jesus Christ. Listen, you can't take the heat. Don't don't yeah, give it, man. Don't do shit. The Ipswich goalkeeper scored. Ipswich goalkeeper scored? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, Southampton goalkeeper scored. Yeah, but that was and that's that's scored, a fairly so. recent thing, isn't it? The whole Allison and the Ipswich goalkeeper like going up. Whatever it helps you sleep at night, sweetheart. Yeah, Whatever excuses you want. Brilliant. Well, well, well we're recording now, aren't we? So it's a good start. We are back and welcome to the brand new Upfront Feed. I'm Chloe Morgan. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Jenna Scalacci. You can tell someone's done this for the first time today. WSL is around the corner, so we're here to answer all the big unknowns before the season kicks off. Can anyone break Chelsea's monopoly? Can Liverpool make the step up to the big time? And will we ever let Gareth Taylor off the hook? We're talking title race, all the new summer signings across the league and the relegation battle, plus our season predictions. This is Upfront, raring to go for the new season, so let's get stuck in. Guys, I mean, we've got to confront the elephant in the room. We've got to, okay? Flo isn't no longer with us. In the loveliest way, she's still alive, just to confirm. Oh, yeah, no, she's still alive. (laughs) She's still alive. Uh, She's moved on to some amazing new projects, and we're really, really bloody happy for her. Um, But what can people expect from us on the pod this season, Rach? What are we saying? We've got Barclays WSL. We've got Barclays WC, Champions League, international football. We throw to Europe sometimes, do a little bit of US too, um, special guests, more at the match episodes. Sometimes we have special episodes where we kind of delve into more of the culture side of things or talk to an individual but lots and lots that are going to be coming at you every Tuesday so it's going to be a fun and jam-packed season just a light agenda then yeah not much nothing too crazy every Tuesday Rachel and I are going to be joined by a special new guest on the show and today we've got one of my former teammates and it says here best pals but um oh, I mean that's, that in? that's subjective when are they arriving yeah Clearly, um, you need to consult that before yeah surely I should know about this before you start calling me your best friend I didn't write it I didn't write it all my other friends are gonna be really upset with that um Best pals in commas, in inverted commas, uh, with us in the studio, Jenna Scalacci. Great to have you. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to be here. Good. All right. Not nervous at all. Why are you looking at me with fearful eyes? Because you've got a lot of stories on me. Yeah. I've got a lot of stories on you. All right. Let's not start that way. <laughs> the pre-chat, guys. <laughs> the there pre-chat. is a lot. There is a lot that went on before we started recording the show. Yeah. So let's see what comes out. Things that don't and shouldn't come out ever. Sort of tour stories and that kind of horrible nonsense that went when we were very young and they, now we're very old. So very mature now. Very mature it now. doesn't happen yeah. anymore. Okay. We've grown up a lot. Let's sure. move on from anyway. that very, very swiftly. Rach, how have you been getting on? We've not we've not seen each other in a whole three or four days. Yeah. So, I've been yeah, having withdrawal been? symptoms. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. been a long time. Mm. Um, but Chloe and Ro are back together. So that's the main thing. And um, yeah, thank you. Uh, no, had a good summer. We touched on it at our at the match, but uh, feeling refreshed and raring to go. Although slightly a bit discombobulated with having an international break before the WSL season started, that yep. kind of threw me a bit. So 
trying to get into WSL mode now. Weird timing. Really weird timing. Everything's been thrown off. Managers are very happy with that. Yeah, yeah. The week before. (laughs) Uh, So, Jenna, I'll start with you then. Uh, Obviously, I know you're with Spurs this season and they're your massive allegiance. But Chelsea, obviously front runners, won the league last season. Strong competitors, probably going to be in and around the, uh, the title race this season. What are we saying on the new signings? Big things. Big, big signings. I think mm. they've always, you know, in the past signed heavily attacking wise. But the the signing of Kadisha Buchanan, the, the centre-back, uh, Olympic gold medalist, a top, top signing. You know, she's world class, won the Champions League with, with Leon. And I think, you know, having a player like that when you're trying to crack into the Champions League, a player like that brings a lot of experience and knowledge and, you know, to step up in big, big moments, that's exactly what they need. And I think, you know, they always have looked attacking-wise, but I think a defender like that, to having having your squad starting is is a bit... And she has a massive presence. I mean, I've watched a few of their their matches, pre-season matches, and, and she makes a big difference out there. Yeah, I mean, sort of looking at some of the pre-season games there, I mean... Not to bring it up, uh, Jenna, but they did beat you guys uh, 2-0. And then it was a 1-0 win against Portland and then 2-2 against Lyon. So have you managed to catch any of the, uh, the sort of pre-season games, Rach? Seen some of the highlights. I didn't get up at um, Crack Arsadon to, to watch them, I'm afraid. I was yeah. technically on holiday, so I did try and actually have a bit of a holiday. But you, I did, of course, um, have my eye on them, um, have a look at some of the highlights and stuff like that. So, you know, pretty decent run out for Chelsea. Um, I think... Bearing in mind they had a number of players that would still have been missing from Euros break as well, also on holiday. Um, but yeah, I've been been pretty impressed with what I've seen so far. The signings are pretty massive. Like um, writing Canarid, I'm probably going to butcher some of these names, but she stood out for me for Sweden uh, in the Euros. I was really impressed with her. She's young, speedy. Um, I think she'll bring another level for Chelsea, um, depending on how much playing time she gets, obviously. Um, and you've got Svikova as well, Kankovic. And Perisat, she played well for France. You know, there's some really good names in there, obviously, as well as Buchanan. And you've still got your Sam Kerr's, your Pernilla Harders, your Fran Kirby's, <laughs> Aaron Cuthbert, Guru Ryden. I mean, the list goes on. So for me, yeah, they're definitely the ones to be pushing to, to try and knock them off the mantle because for me, they're, they're looking really strong for the WSL this season. I think it's that. I think that's what's so scary about um, Chelsea at the moment is that you've got, you already had a fantastic international, experienced, incredible squad and then you've just built in it with a, an incredible new host of signings and I think, Rachel, we touched on this a little bit before about, you know, maybe thinking that they've got in some of these signings to prevent signings going elsewhere to kind of bolster their squad. Um, obviously, they've, they've just put in place a lot of um, the contract extensions as well with Wrighton. Uh, Charles and Bright now extend until 2025. So I think for me, it feels like they're already absolute titans and now they look really bloody scary. Well, I think you look at it last season, it was the tightest ever title race, wasn't it? And I think, you know, it, one point separated them in the end. And I think Sam Kerr the, was the difference. You know, she stepped up in really, really big moments for them and you need a player like that. And as you say, that they've only gone and, and improved their squad further, which they have to do if they're going to remain on top. Um, I think players, we, we discussed it briefly when, when we came in today about, you know, players being happy sitting on the bench. And, you know, as a player myself, you, I don't think you just want to play. You're never mm-hmm. happy, happy sitting on the bench. But I think what Emma Hayes does is fantastic. And we've seen it last season, how she does keep those players happy and, and every player is ready to play their part when they are called upon. And I think that's a massive, massive thing. That's the thing I think was one of Chelsea's strengths was that when they did make substitutes, everyone slotted right right in. Mm. I think we touched on that with England this summer as well and how important that is that you're 
substitutes, if you like. We even stopped kind of calling them substitutes. They, they come in and know exactly what they're supposed to do. That's where I've got maybe, I wouldn't say concerns, but that's what we need to see from Chelsea. Can those substitutes, can all these players that have come in slot into position and know exactly what they need to do when they come off the bench? So we shall see. We talk about them having stability, um, which obviously they do have. But on the flip side, you're looking at this is a blueprint. You want other clubs to be doing this, right? You want them to be investing long term. This is a long term plan for Chelsea. You know, they want to go on to win the Champions League. They want to be able to compete in every uh, competition that they're in. You know, they kind of know what they're about when it comes to the WSL, comes to the FA Cup, you know, comes to the Conti Cup. Their eyes are on how do we progress further and further in the Champions League. And I think you're seeing that with their signings. Obviously, this is quite an historic year for Chelsea. I mean, it's Emma Hayes' 10th season in charge he's obviously won every single bloody trophy apart from the Champions League trophy <clears throat> and I think this is I, I, I 100% agree that I think it could be a very historic season for them and I think you know even sort of looking at the hype and the buzz around Chelsea this season I mean you've got now Sam Kerr's mural on Stamford Bridge and obviously they're playing they're playing the first game of the season in Stamford Bridge I know Jenny you've been there done that and walked out and, and lost that game but um <laughs> but um, <Savage. laughs> You were part of that squad as well. I was on the bench. I couldn't affect things. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... Um, what an excuse. Hey, I mean, we put in a shift. It was day. a shift. One nil. Yeah. yeah. Come on. And it was a cracking... It was Beth England, wasn't it? It was that strike. It was a great the, strike. It was yeah. like the third minute. Yeah, it was horrible to watch. Mm. But we won't relive Listen, it. that could have gone one way or another. And it did not go our way. We've literally just relived it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. I obviously <laughs> placed my predictions at the start of the season. I said... Actually, I think Man United are going to be sort of contenders in and around the top spots. Obviously, they've been in around the top four now for a couple of seasons. And, you know, I think um, they're one of the the signings or the signings that they've had this season, I think, have been unreal as well as obviously keeping a lot of their, um, you know, return players, you know, Blundell, Galton, Gronin, Toon and Russo, who have just had the most phenomenal summer Russo. together. Um, thank you for that, Jen. Um, and then obviously, you know, bolstering that with uh, Rachel Williams, Paris, Adriana Leon, uh, Lucia, uh, Lucia Garcia. That's always a difficult one to say. With the Spanish. Lucia Garcia. Lucia Garcia. You there should you know that. We had a Lucia. Yeah, we did. But oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, Jen. So glad you're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts? Do you think, are you guys on the same page as me? you think they're going to be up there and around? Or you think it's, uh, you know, the gap's widening at the top? No, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say the gap's widening. widening. I do think Man United are going to continue to be pushing for that Champions League spot. I think they'll really challenge um, Man City and Arsenal this season. Um, I, I, I don't know about necessarily winning the league, but I do think they will continue to be in and around that top area. I think it's very fair to have them as part of a top four, the big four. Um, their signings have been good um, and, and Skinner has talked about wanting them to show competitive competitiveness and hunger um, and I think the fact that he's managed as you touched on to keep that core group having winners coming back into his squad Toon, Russo and Mary Earps you know that brings another element of experience can't believe I forgot her in the lineup. then I know yeah God. you've raved about her all summer and already you've forgotten that she's great GK I, Union and all that. yeah <laughs> I also think Maya Letizia for me is probably one of the most exciting exciting signings um, for them. I think she's one to watch and a big future ahead of her. So I'm, I'm glad to see her um, get a chance at Man United. And I think it was Katie Zellum actually who in her um, Barker's WSL content stuff on the media day um, said that she was definitely one of the players to watch as well. So mm. happy for her to, to make it there. Yeah, absolutely. Jenna, thoughts? What are you saying? Yeah, no, I think they've had a really impressive window. I think the signings that they've bought, and I think last season they struggled maybe to kill games off in the second half of the season. You know, that they tend to let a lot of goals in late and not uh, step up in clinical moments 
Um, I, I, all I can think of is the Arsenal match where Toome was one-on-one and, and she missed it and then Arsenal went and uh, went and equalised. So in those moments, I think the likes of Nikita Paris, Leon and, and Rachel Williams, I think are massive signings. I was so impressed with Rachel Williams at a time at Tottenham. She's one, yeah. one of my favourite players. Like She's so experienced. She's so clinical and she's a real presence up top. So I think there, the additions this summer, I think, are fantastic for them and I think that will you know I think in those moments now where they do find themselves in in those situations you know in the closing minutes of games I think they've brought the experience in that that can deal with those those pressure situations I think thinking of Russo and Toon and the experience they've had this summer I think if Russo you can keep her fit I think she only played like eight games last season for started Mm -hmm. for Man United if you can keep her fit and she's starting she's going to be like a new signing I think she's she's incredible so yeah I think they're definitely probably the closest to cracking that that top three. And I think Toon now, if she had a one-on-one situation like that, Absol- oh, no, no bother. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think if you can play on that kind of stage at Wembley in front of 80,000 people in a cup final, I think, you know what, you, you're yeah. okay. Yeah. You're, you're okay in the crowds that we've got at WSL yeah. at the moment. I think you should be, that, that's, that should be small fish for you right now. Yeah. And I really hope Nikita Paris kicks on um, at the club. I think she deserves it. She had a tough time at Arsenal coming in under a different manager and then having another manager come in that maybe didn't see you in their plans would have been really difficult for her. So she has struggled a little bit and I'm I'm glad to see that she got on the score sheet for England. You could see how much that goal meant to her and the team. So hopefully she just kind of carries that on into, into the club for United. Yeah, I think it's going to be a strong season for them. I'm still putting my line post in the sand oh, hole shit thing. again. I thought we'd have passed, like moved on from that. From <laughs> last, no, we're going to keep doing. No, the we're going to have to keep on doing that. Yeah, it's important. Pole. It's what okay. the listeners want. They want that that chat. They want that. Uh, how do you know they know, they want? That? I have. I have. We've I had have a couple it. of tweets where people like the sand and the pole, the hole yeah. and the, the sand, the pole <laughs> and the sand. We had two two tweets. Yeah, Max. Um, Was it then, your mum? <laughs> and then my dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't your best pal, no? It was, it wasn't my best pal. No, my best pal doesn't respond to my messages. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, obviously, the next big contenders got to be Arsenal. Uh, massive new signing. Rach, do you want to kick us off with who that is? Because I was super excited. The way they announced it was crazy cool. She had X picking up the phone, talking into the phone, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't cope." And there she was, just on the screen, and everyone just lost their minds, me included. Right. When you say new <laughs> signing, I'm assuming you mean the re-signing or the, the keeping hold of Vivian Miedema or Lena Hurtig. Yeah! Because <laughs> both happened with phones, I'm pretty sure. Um, this is definitely Arsenal's uh, signing thing this season. But yeah, great signing. Lena Hurtig, she's come from Juventus. Um, didn't see a lot of her at the Euros. I think maybe she might have been a bit injured or carrying mm. a knock. But um, I got that impression, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty lethal in the box. Um, and I think that's good for Arsenal, given Viv is likely to be playing deeper this season. Um, I would say I think managing to hang on to Viv Miedema for another year is as good as a signing. Yes, um, But yeah, I think, and the fact that Hurtig obviously being Swedish, Black Stenius, they'll have that partnership. So yeah, it could be an exciting time for Arsenal. I'm a, not concerned, but they've been quite quiet with their preseason. They've not signed many players, but maybe that's more to do with stability. Jonas maybe has the squad that he wants, added in a couple Ooh. more. Yeah, I'm maybe a little bit concerned around the kind of you know, defensive midfield position, the Avalti kind of holding it all together at the moment. Um, um, and if she does pick up an injury, she's she's a bit of a linchpin for that team. So that'll be one area that I hope they'll strengthen. But I think stability could be key for them. Um, and yeah, hopefully this season they'll they'll kick off a, a good one. Last season, they, they beat Man City 5-0 when they first played them. It's the opening game. 
So that's going to be a real test. Yes, I agree. Um, but I think for me, I'm kind of, i am be interesting for me to see kind of how uh, Herzig's going to fit in the Miedemar Blackstinian, what are we calling it? The, was there a... Vivstenius. Vivstenius. The Vivstenius <laughs> partnership. Because obviously we have Miedemar dropping back a little bit, sort of, you know, being more of a feeder for Blackstenius. But I'm interested to see sort of how that would work with Herzig kind of dropping into this mix. Do you know what? Like we could just be looking at depth as well. You know, you look at someone like Chelsea who've got a huge number of excellent forwards that sit on their on mm-hmm. their bench as well. So... We'll see. You know, you've got to add people like Mead in there. You know, you've got good wingers as well. It's it's a good mix for Arsenal. It's good for them to have depth. I think sometimes they've relied too much on one or two players mm-hmm. um, to do things for them. So, yeah, we might not see Hurtig necessarily starting every game, but I think she will be a very important piece to their puzzle. You know, last season when they signed Blackstenius, it was how Miedemar and Blackstenius are going to play together. And obviously they shut up a lot of critics yeah, and, Jesus, did know, they? <laughs> and it worked and you know Wiedemar's embracing this new role playing in a deeper position but have to agree I think that signing her is as good as a probably their biggest signing just keeping her on for mm-hmm. that extra season I think the message that gives out to even you know your teammates the fact that she's there and she wants to win with Arsenal is a massive massive um, statement yeah I've got to agree with that I think it's the, the, that's the belief I think because Miedemar is someone who wants to win trophies and I think the fact that she's staying almost it sort of boosts that confidence that actually they, they are very serious about it this year and they came so close obviously last year but um, yeah I do, I do think that, that sort of you know that bolsters everyone's belief that this could be their season I think as well with Leah Williamson as well because she was out there was a lot of hype around that and would she Resign and again she's done it so you know these are players that are hungry and could play probably in any club in, in, in the world and they've chose to start Arsenal I think yeah as well touching on Blackstenia's signing they signed her and Rafaela Souza in the January transfer window and Souza touched on you know it was kind of hard getting bedding in in, in just half a season I think she picked up a, an injury as well so it's almost like having new signings once you come again into the new season because they'll have had that pre-season together. Um, so you could see the likes of, of Black Stenius and Souza having even bigger impact on Arsenal. Yeah. So yeah, it could be could be a good season for them, but it's hard to know. They've had very few pre-season friendlies that we know of um, and they've had a number of players obviously coming back quite late from the Euros. So, you know, it all comes down to this big game. This Arsenal-Man City game is going to be huge. <laughs> I think it's a tactical thing when pe- when teams are really quiet in the pre-season. It's like, we're not going to really tell you what we're doing, what we're up to, Sweet. what our strategies are, what kind of formation we're going to play, what we're going to do this season. I quite like that. Man that kind City of... did that last season. It did not work well for them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's a brilliant segue because talking of, uh, of Man City, which <laughs> happens this before. to be... <laughs> Can you tell? Um, I mean, for me, they seem to be my biggest concern out of the four that we've, or the three, four that we've just talked about. Um, They've obviously lost some big names. Weir, Stanway, Bronze, not too sure what's happening with Horton right now. Uh, You know, Jill Scott's retired, Ellen White's retired, the legends, the legends of the game. Um, And obviously, you know, a lot of the players were, were saying, oh, they've got, you know, really serious anxiety and depression over the fact that, you know, they've had two massive names retire one day after each other. And I, I mean, I thought they'd let them know um, before they announced the retirements, but apparently, apparently not. You didn't let me know when you resigned, but... It's because you're not my best friend, Clive. Oh, we're going to come back to this, this is, We'll talk about this, this after the show. I'm just sat okay? here in, in the third wheel over here, like watching this I'm just so battle. sorry. My best Rach. friend. Um, but yeah, I do feel like they've lost a lot of big talent, a lot of big names. And I think that for me has come off the back of last season because I don't think the confidence is there in, in the Man City name anymore. Any more worries, guys? Or it's just me? I just, I feel like under Taylor, they've kind of been transitioning a little bit 
almost every season. And then last season, they kind of had all the injury issues. So it never feels like it's been a nice settled season for Gareth Taylor. And I think this is another season where he's got a lot of work to do with a lot of new players, losing a lot of key players. Um, And on top of that, you've had their Euros players have had to come back quite early because they had the Champions League um, games. So is going to be a lot of keeping Keir Walsh fit keeping Alex Greenwood fit. There are some key experienced players um, that they're going to need because a lot of the signings are quite young. Um, a lot of the players that they have are, are relatively young. So experience will be key. Um, and, you know, they, they had to fight off that that bid for Kira Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of feel like I get the impression that maybe Kira Walsh would have been quite happy to go elsewhere. So you also have to factor that into <laughs> Gareth Taylor's work. There's There's a lot for him to have to manage, I think. So... Not ideal for them to be knocked out of the Champions League again by a Spanish team, by Caroline Weir. That is poetry right there. I knew it was going to happen. Um, I think the names you've listed of the players that they've lost, mm. some of those players, you can't replace them. You know, Bold statement, I, Jenna. I think that the quality and, you know, the experience and how long those players have been at that club, you know, Stanway, Ellen White, you know, they've been there for a long, long time, part of the furniture. How do you replace what they bring not only on the pitch but off the pitch and I think they've got they've had quite a, a, a lot of movement coming in and we've spoke about how long it takes for players to settle and I, I don't think they've got obviously you know that massive fixture in the opening game they don't have time for these players to settle so I think it's going to take time for it all to gel again like yeah. it, like it does in any club with change but I think Kira Walsh is going to be massive for them can they keep them my heart says that I think she'll be on her way out if not this season do you reckon yeah the old January just, transfer window so I think she's she's like the, I think she's the best player in the WSL I think she's fantastic I think during the Euro she she bossed everything every time she touched the ball and I just it, yeah I, I'm a bit worried for Man City Look, they've been I think they've been quite ambitious with their signings mm-hmm. you know they've got some really good players in Uhabi Castellanos Alexandri Kaspari, you've had Mary Fowler come in, you know, and I and they've shown ambition, which is good. Um, it's just about how Gareth Taylor gets the best out of them, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it's difficult for a, a squad to bring in a lot of new players. But we could be proven wrong; they could settle in really quickly. Um, but then you look back at our predictions at the beginning of last season, we thought Everton and all their new players and and that talent would immediately gel. We and, and you take thought off. that. that was, Don't you that dare! Was we your, have evidence <coughs> that we can. Your, uh, Whereas mm. Finn is going to now drop in a bit where Chloe said something about Everton last season. Production <laughs> Finn, just uh, rewrite the record for that. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, I think if they don't do well, this might open up an opportunity for Spurs. Uh, I mean, there's been so much change at some of the WSL's other runners and riders, but there seems to be stability at the top for Spurs. Uh, Rianne Skinner has obviously signed a new two-year deal in April. I think that's going to be absolutely massive for the club. The signings that she's brought in, obviously all the investment that seems to be going on behind the scenes. There's these beautiful Instagram posts all the time of these amazing training facilities. You've just come back off of tour in Kentucky. I called it Kentucky. Awful. Cricket noise. <laughs> Awkward. 
fine. How was tour, Jen? Tell me, how's the buzz around the, uh, the Spurs squad at the moment? Yeah, obviously it was the first time that Spurs women have been, you know, across the continent to compete in um, the Louisville Cup uh, Women's Championship. Um, it was a really good experience, I think, for those players. Um, they've had a lot of change over the summer again, lots of new players in. So I think, if anything... There was, um, you know, a chance for the the team to build the tournament itself. We, the the team were playing against teams from Mexico, um, Tokyo Verde, and then some American teams. They played against Megan Rapinoe's team. So, Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, a really tough opposition, and I think lots to learn from that, and lots of positives to take away from it. The club's in a really good place now. Obviously, they want to crack into that top four, and I think the signings that they've made, you know, I think for me, Drew Spence, um, mm, big. Big, big sign-in. Um, I was actually doing a player cam on her in the first match, just watching her, and she, she's just quality. And you know, and they're the type of players that this team needs, the experience, a winner. Uh, and she just she just holds her space so well. You know, She's always checking her shoulder. She just finds the ball. The ball finds her, and she's so clever. Um, and I think having her in that team, which there's quite a few new signings then, uh, young signings, sorry. I think mm-hmm. a player like that is, is just... Priceless. So I think, yeah, the sign of the transfer window has been really positive for them. And it's just about building those connections on the pitch and obviously learning and learning each other, you know, building those partnerships. I think, uh, I mean, obviously you were, you were there, Jen, you, you know, you went behind the scenes, you talked there about team bonding. And for me, I always feel like as a player or ex-player, oh gosh, just wiped away a tear there. Sorry, guys. Uh, as an ex-player, I've always said that when you bond off of the pitch, it really translates onto the pitch. You have each other's backs, you you know, you ride and die for each other. So, you know, are there any really big behind the scenes bonding stories that you'd like to share from the Kentucky, to- the Kentucky? You know, stop, just stop it. No, stop it. No, yeah. not oh, going to catch on. Stop it. No, no. all right. Any, any, you know, big drunken nights, any like really messy ones? Like, the you face know, she is giving you right now. Yeah, like, Drew Spence on the bar Look or like geez. Um, oh my god no. Amy Turner running down the hotel corridors or no, any, no nothing so, like no. Keep, what happens on tour stays on tour yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing like that this oh, is why fair. you're not best friends right exactly you ask uh, questions like that but yeah I mean they are what I feel like they are ones to watch I think they're going to cause problems for the top four um, I think they've done really good business you know we're fans of soft spot for Spurs here um, Rianne Skinner was manager of the season last season and we were very impressed with what she did I think they did overachieve last season with what they had um, and they've done some really good business you could tell from the end of the season when they were extending players contracts so many mm. players regularly um, it showed real ambition uh, and I think that's great and they've done the same with their signings some really solid signings really good experience and depth which I think you were lacking last season you didn't have the depth you needed to to keep doing what you were doing the whole way through the season. Um, and I think maybe that was one of the reasons, it, you know, it kind of fell away a little bit um, towards the end. And the same with, I think, for me, the one piece missing is a real killer striker. And, you know, I think that could be the real game changer for the squad. And and you can see that Rianne Skinner is building a squad here. So maybe that's the next piece. But you have gotten in a couple of new young strikers, um, Iduse and Karshedska, and I'm hoping I've pronounced them right, but they are young um, so hopefully they'll be an exciting addition. Yeah, Nicola looks like a really exciting young prospect. She's got she's about six foot. She's she's got a real real presence mm-hmm. and she's very clinical in front of goal. So I think she could be the answer to our problem. You know, she she is clinical. Every every chance she got, she 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 will put away and she she can hold up the play as well. And mm-hmm. she can be you know when it's not on to play out from the back, she can be that player 
the target player to hold up and bring other people in. So I think she's a fantastic sign-in. And I think we also have to remember, we've got players like Rhea Percival and Kit Graham still to come back, who yeah. when they're fit yeah. will be like new players. Yeah. I, I think the team misses Rhea so much, I think. for And Kit. I, oh, Kit was mm. flying. I was mm. absolutely gutted for her. I think before her injury, she was... You know, she was she was probably in the form of a of her life. Yeah. Um. So it was so unfortunate to lose her. But I think when those players come back into the squad, they're going to be as good as new signings. So yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. And I think there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes. You know, that their training facility now at the Tottenham Hotspur way it's unreal. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. You know. Um. So yeah, the club's going in the right direction. So let's get into that top four. You play Man um, United first as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's going to be a crunch. Such a good game. You, yeah. You were pushing them all the way last season. Yeah. Um, I think there's some really tasty fixtures in the first week and it's going to be a real leveller in terms of seeing where teams are um, and a, a great indicator of where teams are and that one, I'm looking forward to that one. That, that's being played at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the first match, half 12 on Saturday. I'm just really excited to see their, um, their kits as well. I mean, the kits, kits. that Man, Man United have been banging out and the kit from Spurs as well. I mean, that is yeah, just fresh. That's fashion, football and like <laughs> excitement all in, one, in, all in one game. I just, yeah, I want to get both kits and I don't support either. All right, well, let's turn our attentions then. We've obviously focused a lot on who we think are going to be the big contenders uh, for the title and for those Champions League spots this year. But if we look at the other end of the table, you know, my first thoughts really are going towards Leicester. Are they going to have a very similar season for, from last year? That relegation battle, it's um, its obviously been very tight. We had Birmingham City go down last season. They've now joined the Championship. Um, they've had some amazing new signings. So I think they're going to be sort of ones to watch in the Championship as well, alongside Palace, obviously. Um, but yeah, what, do we, what, what are our thoughts on the, the kind of relegate? Do we think it's still going to be a, a Leicester... Aston Villa type vibe or do we think that these squads have done enough in the preseason and signings to elevate themselves I'm going to put my flag in the sand well 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 here we go <laughs> um, I think it's going to be the tightest relegation battle we've had and not I don't think it's just going to be two teams like there's a couple of teams that I'm a little bit worried about in terms of their recruitment um, and preseason. so you know Leicester maybe Brighton maybe Villa um West Ham, they just they all make me a little bit nervous. And when you look at the kind of signings that have been done by your your top four or five teams, I don't know whether that's necessarily been matched. And look, we know they've got different budgets, obviously. But some of these teams, I think, have had a lot of players go out, a lot of key players go out. And I don't feel like they've necessarily replaced them yet. And that kind of concerns me. You look at someone like Brighton have lost Aileen Whelan, Mayla mm-hmm. you know, they've lost quite a few players, but there's some key players. Anessa Kagman's gone. Um, so they worry me a little bit um, and I think you look at Leicester right? I think Lydia Bedford's now has, has her first full season she can yep. properly bed in her ideas she's done some good recruitment she's gotten in the likes of Josie Green and Aaron Simon which is, is good you know solidity experience Aileen Whelan she'll get you goals um, I think Carrie Jones is a really exciting signing as well so you know I think there's a there those teams can take points off each other and I think yeah. that's where it gets interesting and they, a lot of them kind of face each other in the first you've got Everton Leicester Reading Liverpool Brighton Villa and I think getting points early on in those matches could really start to shape up the league. It's almost like there's leagues within the league, isn't yeah. it? You know, you those type of teams have to concentrate on picking up the points realistically where they can against each other. I think for me, I, I, Aston Villa, I, I don't know just the names that they've brought in so. Daly, Darley, Harding, Turner, like they're experienced players. I just can't see them being in that relegation battle with with the likes of those players. Mm-hmm. Coming yeah. in. I just worry about who they've lost. 
You know, they've lost yeah. Petzelberger, Chloe Arthur, um, Shania Hales, Anita Santi, mm. retired, Marissa Ewers. You know, it's... Well, you know, I, I, you're right though. They have brought in some really good experience. Um, it's just, it's it's so... I just think it's really hard to call. But I also um, think um, it's going to be one of those situations... Because obviously you're talking about picking up points there. And I mean, when you look at the table last season, I mean, Leicester managed to avoid relegation on just 13 points. So if they pick up any kind of points at the start of the season, I feel like you could literally have the relegation battle in the first few games. Because if you get those points, if you get to like 15, 16 points... In a way, not that you're completely clear, you don't know how the rest of the league's going to go, but I do feel like that sets you up for a really strong start and to potentially make it mid-table rather than having this kind of like all-out battle to the death at the end. Yeah, And I think Leicester, you know, they've been through that now, last season. They've obviously lived through the relegation and survived for it. And I think they'll they'll know more than ever that the matches against the teams in and around them, they're all like cup finals. Mm -hmm. I do think in the past, we've kind of had your top, top three, top four, then you've had your middle of the table and then you've kind of had, you know, maybe three at the bottom battling it out. I feel like there's just, there's almost two now. I feel like middle of the table, realistically, a lot of these teams could be middle of the table. Equally realistically, a lot of these teams could end up finding themselves near the bottom too. Mm -hmm. Um, So in a way, the gap is closing. The gap is closing for the rest, I think, that a lot of these teams can pick up points. Yeah, agreed. I think um I don't know I think for me it just it just be so disappointing I think to see a team like Leicester with the backing that it has you know obviously a big premier league outfit as well and you know the investment is there they seem to have great facilities I don't think they've always made the signings that they should for the amount of money they seem to kind of have um so I think for me they're also good they're going to be ones that I just think are going to be in and around it again I just think that's really disappointing I don't want to see Leicester back in the championship that's not the way the leagues are going I think it's you know we've been through it we've been that team that have come up Yep. from the championship into the WSL. And it's so, so difficult to to get established in that league. And mm-hmm. we, I mean, Tottenham handled the whole transition really, really well and it kicked, have never looked back. You know, they've kicked on, brought Rhiannon in and she's taken the team to a new level. So it is really, really difficult to establish yourself amongst teams that have been in that league for so, so much longer than you. The investments, you know, obviously there's huge gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, and she has brought, experience in now yep she has got but it's still a very relatively young young squad I think it'll be interesting to see how team a team like Liverpool is going to do sort mm. of going up at, back into the WSL again which is great they obviously you know did absolute business in the championship last season and, and rightly so they deserve to come back up they've obviously had some incredible new signings they've retained uh, either like Safahi Laws who was phenomenal last season I think she was a, an outstanding top rated goalkeeper I think she pretty much had the best save ratio uh, across the league, uh, Lawley as well, uh, additions, Eartha Cummings, and you've got to mention the big one, Van der Sanden, um, <laughs> coming in, joining that mix. I do feel like then I, I get them. I don't think they're going to struggle. Yeah, and, and they've just announced just before we came on that Leanne Kieran has extended as well, um, and she's on fire. Um, yeah, they've made some really shrewd signings. They've got the likes of Jilly Flaherty in as well and Emma Coivisto and you know, so it's not just about getting firepower. They've got some experience right through the squad. Um, and I think you need that when you're making that step up. You need that WSL experience. And I'm really glad to see Shanice van der Sanden back. I really enjoyed it when she was here playing for Liverpool before. We often say, you know, don't go back. But you've had both Matt Beard and, and yeah. Shanice van der Sanden come in. And I think Matt Beard's been brilliant. Um, he's the, the thing I think Liverpool needed. Uh, the squad trust him. He's got a great relationship with the players. Um, and he's done some really good business in this this transfer window. So yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people are necessarily talking about them as potential um, relegation options. But 
I do think it will be so close in just that kind of best of the rest of the league. You know, I just think anyone could pick up points off anyone. Massively. And I think um, they seem to have kind of even calmed down the issues that they were having last season about the training facilities. That seems to be sort of a little bit more settled now. The players seem like they're in a much better space. Social media, I mean, obviously you can never really tell, but it looks really positive. There's loads of like beautiful things coming out about them. So I do feel like actually they're not they're not someone that I'm worrying about for, for this season, really. Yeah, I think, you know, the day they went down and the, the manner in which they went down and it was a sad day for Liverpool, of course, and for the WSL because you want a team, a club like Liverpool in, in your top league. And I think, yeah, I, I feel the same. I think Matt Beard is an experienced manager at WSL level. The players that they've got have been, you know, international players mm. with that WSL experience. Yeah, I, I don't feel worried for Liverpool. Another team that I think has kind of flown under the radar a little bit is Everton. And we talked a lot about them at the beginning of last season. Um, they've obviously got a new manager in. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he's given time and the chance. I think, you know, they've not gone big in their signings. They've not gone in the, in the same way as last season where they kind of decided we we're going to bring in all these players and we're going to be top four and we're going to get Champions League. So I'm just hoping their expectations are a bit more realistic. Um, and I, ho- I think, you know, probably looking at mid-table for them as well. Um, yeah, I'm excited to have a, a new manager in and see what he can do. Massively. They've always been sort of a... Big expectations, underperformed, not sure what's happening type vibe. And um, given no chance. Like when we look back, we were talking about it, me and Sophie the other day, looking back on it. And, you know, I think Willie Kirk was given like four or five games and they played like Arsenal and mm. Chelsea and stuff in the first few games. Do you know what I mean? So hopefully he's just given a bit more time. They do love a good manager changeover. Mm. We'll see how many ma- managers managed to make it through the season this this year. Um, God. What, we're on oh, three, three for last season, that. was it? That's, I mean, that's got to be a record. Yeah, it was quite. Yeah. A, but that that was just Everton, though, right? Yeah, it was just Everton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is the time to put your stick pole flag thing in the sand. I know it's the third time we've mentioned it on this podcast, all right? But we want to know your predictions up front here. Make them, stick by them, and we'll we'll soon see when May comes how right you bloody are. All right, what we say in God, we're gonna go. Rachel, title winner, Chelsea, Jenna, Chelsea. All right, I mean they're pretty good, and they I've heard. So yeah, probably yeah, they're not bad. Probably Chelsea, but I do think I do think it's gonna be another tight one with Chelsea Arsenal this year. Mm. I do. I think it's gonna be the same thing down to the final wire, down to the final game, last points, goal difference. I also vibe. think Champions League is gonna be a battle. Yes. Mm. All right, Rach. Relegation favourite? I might throw one out there. Brighton. Oh. I'm sorry. I mean, they have had a fair few players leave. Also, if you listen to last season, I, my predictions were not great. Um, were I, did, not? I did all right in the no. Euros. Fine. Jenna. Oh, I'm going to no go. No sitting on the fence in this podcast, all right? I'm going to go Leicester. Leicester. Oh, West Ham. Oh, oh Jenna. Leicester. Leicester. I'm so, I, I personally am saying it could be... West Ham, that yeah, I've I'm sorry, yeah, Three that's ones. that's my um that's my kind of gut feel, I think. Um, all right, Rach, top scorer. Ooh. I feel like it's going to be Sam Kerr, but I want to throw Blackstenius in there because I think her first full season at the club. Um, so let's. I mean, it's going to be Sam Kerr. Jenna Scalaccio. Kerr. Kerr. Sam Kerr. I didn't know whether you're just making a noise there. Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually think it's going to be Ella Teen. Oh yeah, wow. I think hell. she's. Uh, I think she's been on fire. Obviously, the Euros have done 
everything to boost her confidence. I think that partnership that she's now got with Russo, she's an impact player. I don't necessarily think she's going to start all the games, but I think she will come on and I think she will be the difference in, in those games. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say Alatoon. Today, uh, Rach, player of the season. This is really hard because I've got players that I think should get player of the season. We talked about um, midfielders not getting the credit they deserve. And I think Miedema is going to have a good season as number 10. But when you don't score goals, you don't get it. So I think it's probably going to end up being Sam Kerr. But I'm going to throw in a wild card because I think she's had a good preseason and a good impact last season. Pernilla Harder. Oh, okay. I just think she steps up really well when Chelsea have had um, some injury issues. Um, And another player that flies under the radar because she's not scoring the goals. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, But I think she's one of those players like Amidama where when you take them out of the team, you realise, like Walsh, you realise what an impact. Walty is another another example of that. Um, She had a good season last season um, and I think it's taken a little while for Emma Hayes to figure out what to do with her and I think she has worked out the best way for Harder to play I think with G out as well it maybe gives her a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know it's a wild card but um, I'm going to go with that alright nice Jenna now we discussed this earlier but I'm going to stick with it All I'm right. going Kira Walsh okay. I think come on the midfielders come All on right. the midfielders go on. I think she, she's she been so consistently good over so many uh, such a long period of time now and and you know, when you do take her out of the squad, that there's a gap, massive gap there. I think she's one of the best players in the WSL and has been for so, so many seasons. So I'm flying the flag for her. All right. She's got, even though she doesn't score that many goals. Okay. I, th- I feel I like we both know we're going to be wrong. I know. Someone who scores all the goals is going to get it. It's going to get it. For me, I think it's, it's going to be Mary Earps. I'm going goalkeeper union on it. All right. She is going to be... The, why are you both laughing at Like, we're giggling. Laughing. We're, oh, we're just having smiling a at you. Just giggling. I just... Uh... Chloe's making stuff up now. <laughs> making shit up. <laughs> so sensitive. We have microphones at our faces. You would have heard us <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Goalkeeper Union. I think she's had a phenomenal tournament. I think she has been absolutely key. She, again, I think similar to Ella Toon, like she's going to have only boosted her confidence this season um, with what's happened over summer. And I think she's just... Um, she's she's world class. Uh, Rach. Dark horse Spurs. Oh, yeah. I think they've they've made some really good signings. Um, added depth, added experience, a few little bits that I think were lacking last season. Uh, and I think that'll be the difference. Okay, Jenna. I feel like the natural choice would be to go to Man United, but yeah. I think I have to agree. I think Tottenham have signed really well this summer. Not biased at all. Not biased. No. Wow, well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> You've come like full kit. <laughs> yeah, can I just, for context, wait, Jenna's literally no, wearing wait, a full wait, Spurs wait, kit. Wait. I have been working today. Right, oh, fine. All right, right, all right. Give me, give me a break. It's not just your day-to-day outfit. Well, yeah, it is as well. Right, fine. <laughs> so uniform. No, I think, I think um, they've added depth to the squad, which is what they, they need. They've added firepower up top. So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm going... Going with the Spurs. All right. Um, well, I don't even know if you can call him a, a, a dark horse, but I and I'm, it's not going to come any surprise when I've chosen two Nana Ups, but Man United, I think. <gasps> Are you a Man did, United fan? Did, did you not see, see that? that? Did you not see no, that coming? That was unexpected. Wow. A little bit left field, I know. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily think, okay, yeah, they've got it in them to win the season, but I mm-hmm. do think... They are going to push up and I think they do have a really strong squad and I think we could see them in second and third this year, at yeah. least a Champions League spot. Right, Rach, one to watch. Maya Letizia. Oh, okay. Yeah, a big fan of hers, always have been. Um, big player for Brighton. 
Uh, and I think she's going to do well at Man United. So, yeah, one to watch for me. Another Man United sign in there. there yeah, yeah, big nods for Man United today. Jenna. Russo. Oh, all right. Look <laughs> all how right. happy she is. Look, that, we're validating Russo. all of her choices. Surprised. <laughs> Surprised is all. I thought she was going to choose someone from Spurs. Yeah. No, for me, Russo, I think after the summer she's had, I think she'll be the starter for, the, for Man United up top. I think mm-hmm. she'll be the target. I think she's been clinical. And I think this could be her season, you know, consistently starting this world at her feet. All right. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's, I think everyone probably knows it's a one to watch, but her tick, like, I just think, um, you know, her dropping in, I think it's going to be really excited to see the kind of partnerships that she creates with Miedemar uh, and Blackstinius as well. I think she's obviously got a lot to prove coming over in the WS. Well, she hasn't got, really got a lot to prove because she's phenomenal and outstanding and incredible. But I think she's going to come over here and want to make a big name for herself in the WSL. So I think she is going to be my one to watch. Um, I mean, big predictions. We've got them now on tape. You can't go back. I feel like I've gone left wing with like all of my choices. I love it. <laughs> I feel like I've gone really mainstream <laughs> with all of my choices. Um, really obvious ones for me. Um, but to finish up, I mean, guys, big weekend. Obviously, it's the start of the WSL. Where are we going to be? Rach, where, where are you off to this weekend? I'm still waiting to hear back on accreditation, but I'm hoping to be at Spurs and Lovely. then Reading on Sunday. Nice, Reading nice, Liverpool. nice. All right, Jenna. Really going to surprise you here. Oh, gosh. Man really? United. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. It is Man United. Man United Spurs. <laughs> I'm going to watch Spurs against Man United. Are you actually? Am, oh my yeah, God, that's so odd. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Are you supporting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, difficult. Um, I'll be in the same outfit as today. Oh my, do you wash it? Do you sleep in it? And what? what is this? Um, I think, where am I going to be? Where am I going to be? Probably at Palace. Probably. Probably uh, at Palace. Yeah, I mean, we've got Burnham City away. So obviously taking the team bus up there, which will be all kinds of fun and games. I've not had an away game in a That'll be a good while. match. That'll yeah. be a tasty match. It will be. I think a big clash yeah. big preparations happening um, right I think that is it for this week we've had a massive pod going through absolutely every team in the WSL um, thank you so much for listening to the Upfront Bumper WSL preview we'll be back next Tuesday to look back on it all in the meantime subscribe to us wherever you're listening and if you enjoyed the show drop us a review only good reviews only good reviews <laughs> we'll love you for it for now enjoy the football and see you next week bring on the WSL ooh, ooh, ooh. Upfront is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.